What up? This is Morris Hawkins returning to let you know that all past podcasts are available to listen to by visiting www.gamebanter.co.uk. Also Twitter, iTunes and Audioboom. That's futuristic. With more information here is my chick, my baby and my boo. Thanks babes. I have literally fallen head over wheels for you. Follow the Game Central podcast on Twitter at Game Banter. Also, at GC Lives Podcast for Rob. And at Uki, 3000 for Don. Remember you can also listen to all previous podcasts on the website. Enjoy the show. We're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. You take me by the hand, then we tumble to the ground. Then you say, it's the Game Central Podcast, episode 74. My name is Rob Walker, and if I sound more mature than usual, it's because my balls dropped this week. This also means there will be no offensive intros about hair or breasts. Good evening, Gareth. Uh, That was incredible. Thank you very much. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good. Good? Uh, Good is good. Are you sure you're Rob? Uh, a much more mature version of the Rob Walker. I was going to say, you seem friendlier than normal. A little bit, and you might have noticed my voice has gained a more mature, kind of lower tone to it. Yeah. Again, due to my testes descending out of their cavity. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like I'm a new man. Almost. <laughs> almost. It almost is. <laughs> oh, so, here we are, episode 74 of the Game Central podcast. What a lovely thing it is. Um, so this week it is just the two of us. I don't know the words of that song, so I can't sing it for you. We can make it if we try. We can make it if we try, Gareth, and we are going to make this because we are trying. (laughs) 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 Oh dear. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, probably a slightly shortened podcast this week, but that's probably a good thing according to some people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we'll kick off, I suppose, with uh, Don's hot no, gossip. No, we won't. I think we should, because it's tradition. Uh, we won't, will we not? There should, yeah. should definitely be some I think there's some, some more pressing news. Is so, there? Yes, in that you <laughs> maybe got to see Ant-Man a few days ago, and oh, maybe Paul Rudd just happened to fucking be there, Did that, did that happen? Did that happen? Did I mention that? Yeah, you may have mentioned that a few times. You may have sent pictures to me just to prove that Paul Rudd was two metres oh, away from you. Do you know what? You were absolutely right. Like, oh. All that did happen. Oh, yeah. It, it really, happen. it totally happened. It absolutely, totally, completely and awfully happened. <sighs> yep, went to see Ant Man on Monday. Yep. And uh, the director, Peyton Reed, showed up. And then uh, Paul Rudd turned up, said hello, gave us a little, uh, little, little talking to, gave us a laugh. Buoyed us up for the uh, the film, and then we watched the film in 3D. Uh, it was the first 3D screening in Europe. Oh, they go to the police. They can't wait to get home to watch the film. See, they thought that you had been uh, downloading it illegally, and then when oh. you told them that you were at the press screening, they just kept going. Yeah, at least they got that right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I had a great time. Um, uh, for me, easily probably the best Marvel film. That and Guardians, both on the same sort of level they're quite this one is really funny as well which helps it a lot mm-hmm. um, and uh, touched upon the of that Avengers a little bit um, but not too much thankfully um, but 
No, generally fun. Funny, entertaining, quite inventive. The effects were awesome. Um, and I'm not a massive fan of 3D. This is only the second film I've ever seen in 3D, in fact. And I didn't even know it was in 3D when I turned, <laughs> turned up. Uh, but, yeah, worked really well. Definitely go and see it. Get your bums on seats uh, when it opens on the 17th. You know, it turns out that humanity is getting some good technology now. We can make 3D that <laughs> looks good. Yeah. We have virtual reality and holograms. Like, maybe... Maybe you start trusting that 3D films will look nice now, Don. Uh, yeah, it's it's it takes me a while to get used to. The first few minutes of it look really weird, and because bits are out of focus, that they're too much out of focus. If you know what I mean, because they're supposed to be, because you're looking at a certain part, and then there's but then the depth that they add to it because the 3D makes it seem just not quite out of focus in the right way, and it, it confused me for a little while. But after a bit, you kind of you you don't even see it anymore, and then. Uh, I don't get what used to happen in old school 3D where you'd actually still see two images over like, like at the same time and it'd be really weird. The new stuff is thankfully way, way better than that. But uh, yeah, if you're seeing a big action film, 3D isn't, you know, 3D isn't bad. It's not bad. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll assess my score for 3D. Not bad. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. let me just say this, Don. Yeah. I fucking love Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's cool. He, you know, everybody has a, like a same-sex crush. Oh, I remember you had. He was your dude. I he, we did he, this on the on the show, didn't we? Yeah, he's my uh, he's my guy that I'm in love with. Yeah. Some people have like you know Nathan Fillion or <laughs> someone like that. Mine's mine's Paul Rudd. I see. Wow. Oh man. If you didn't, I, I if I hadn't remembered this, I'd have uh, gone and spoke to him after the show. Got his autograph. Got his picture taken with me, and then I'd have sent you those things to make you even more jealous as well. Uh, yeah, that would have been yeah. would have been great. Not since I told you I was in love with Yuri Geller, and you went to his house. Has anything been? to his house? Yeah, <laughs> that's how far I'm willing to go for these things. Go, I'll turn up to their houses. All right. Well, I just thought we should get that out of the way, seeing as it's actually <laughs> something pretty cool that happened. It is cool, and it's topical because it's a thing that's happening now. <laughs> Which is more than we can say for most episodes of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I think oh. I'm, I'm ready to be a little bit uh, aroused, Don. A little bit more aroused. A little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit of unflaccid, shall we say. A bit turgid. <laughs> okay, now. <Yeah. laughs> turgid, that's a terrible way to describe. That, that's the that's best way word. to describe what oh. I get when I hear Don's hot gossip. This week's gossip, very beautiful thing, very simple thing, but definitely worthwhile. The new uh, Tomb Raider is on its way, albeit somewhat delayed. Is it delayed? It is delayed. I feel like it's delayed. Everything seems delayed these days, all the big games. Uh, but it's uh, out of 20, oh God, 2016. God, I'm getting confused with that and uh, that, that and Uncharted 4. I'm already off topic, which is unlike me. Uh, so, yeah, the, the big thing about the previous game was the the tress effects the hair technology mm-hmm. on Lara all looked very lovely especially if you had it on PC they were making it look as realistic as possible well they're taking tress effects even further with this uh, the new new one that's coming and uh, they want you to be able to interact with this hair not just have her jump around and have it 
scatter about her shoulders and tie it up in a bun and change it and look realistically when it blows in the wind and all the rest of it. Now, if you have PlayStation 4 camera or a Kinect for your Xbox One, you can brush your hand through the air, magically brushing her hair. <laughs> yep, it will take the movement of your hair and, and actually you can actually move her hair, brush her hair as you look at the 3D model of her. How cool slash creepy is that? So you could put your real hair in pigtails and in the game she would have it in pigtails. <laughs> I'm not saying... No, it's not taking your hair. It's just detecting the movement of your hands and then you're affecting the her hair in the game. I, I really like it when girls have pigtails. Is that going to be possible? Um, I th- they haven't mentioned this yet, but they might have options of different hairstyles. That would be... That's surely the next next stage, not just the oh, art, you know, because she has the same haircut, your same same hairstyle through the whole game. Yeah, surely she would brush it. Ponytail. Yeah, but it does kind of fall out, falls down, falls across the face. And, ah, she'd retie that, surely. She'd put it up into like a tight bun, hmm. keep it all out of the way in case it got trapped in something, and you know, someone could grab hold of it during a fight, and that's not very good, you know. So that'd be good actually. If they, I might suggest that to the developers they put in different hairstyles. Yeah, I mean, you have that kind of clout, so you might as well make use of it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. This gossip thing doesn't just go one way. It's, uh, they like the feedback. Yeah, you go both ways. <laughs> Do go both ways. This is this is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and of course, the second part of our hot gossip is, uh, yep, the fourth part. You know you want. You know you're waiting for it. It's going to happen for five more, four more weeks after this. So it's the highlight of the podcast. It's pretty much the highlight of the podcast, and it's going to be the highlight for all those lucky people out there who buy the uh, upscaled Resident Evil Zero. So the fourth part of the code. <laughs> if you haven't looked it up already on the internet, um, the Street Fighter 2 Turbo code from the SNES days. Fourth part of that code is L1. That's L1. But Don, what if I don't have a PlayStation? Well, then you can go back and dust off your Super Nintendo, <laughs> uh, put in Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and uh, plug this code in, and you'll get six extra turbo speeds. Wow. What? Yep. Now we, Can't say further than that. We should say, if there are people who listen to the podcast who don't want the code spoiled for them <laughs> it's all over the people have been trying to figure out this code since day one and they've cracked it if you search google you can find the game central podcast don's hot gossip street fighter code for resident evil zero you have to do that exact search but there's billions of results so if you want to stay unspoiled stay away from any comment section we're talking youtube facebook any forum just don't go on anything until the episode where don finally reveals the last character because otherwise you will be spoiled true and you know when the last one comes out, because it'll be all over the... It'll just explode. There'll be... You won't be able to get away from it. There'll be hashtags. There'll be hashtagging like you've never seen before. There'll be... Instagrams? <laughs> Instagram. There'll be people doing vines and putting in the code. <laughs> seeing, the, seeing the carriage open up on the game. Wow. It's going to be good I, stuff. I can't wait to see the carriage open up. It's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're moving on to the news of this week. Uh, I picked out the news stories. Normally I send them to Rob and Don, but uh, this week couldn't be asked. So (laughs) I'm just going to give you a a headline, Don, and you'll have to react to it in real time. Wow, that'll be remarkably similar to uh, almost every other week when I don't (laughs) need the news. (laughs) Yep. Be like a reality TV show. That's what I think this would be like. Okay, I want to see how you're at to this. Okay. YouTube phenomenon PewDiePie 
Made $7.4 million last year. Bell end. Perfect. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> Fucking hell. Did he make all that? Or was some of that, like, the total revenue pulled in, including for YouTube and sponsorships and all that crap? Like, the, the advertisers got some and YouTube would have got some. Or was that his actual amount after deductions? All of that $7.4 million Don't tell me that. Is profit. Fuck, for him? Yeah. or Just fuck. solely to him. For one year? Is that this one year? Or Just this... 2014. Jesus Christ. And like the year before that, I think he made like two million. Fucking hell. Do you know what? I've yet to watch a PewDiePie video. I've yeah. seen enough bits about him and clips like that get inserted into other people's YouTube videos and stuff to know I don't ever want to watch one. And that <laughs> just... I, I, I blame the kids. He has 37 million subscribers. Fuck me. Jesus Imagine every single one of those people should be listening to this podcast. They should. They should be giving us the goddamn money. If it wasn't for him, we would have guaranteed every single one of those thirty-seven million. <laughs> we, yeah, we should probably bring this up with him. Oh, I can't because I can't ever speak to the bastard. So <laughs> shame, shame. I'll write him a very stern letter. Yeah, you'll definitely. What's his real name? Does anyone know his real fucking name? Because PewDiePie is the most horrific title. It's on this. Uh, his name is Felix Kjellisberg. Ah, right. No wonder he went with PewDiePie. Yeah. That's remarkably slightly better than his real name. God. <laughs> I actually feel a bit sorry for him now. Yeah. But, that, but not $7.4 million sorry for him. No. Maybe yeah. like seven pence. <laughs> yeah. You find a 20p and you could buy a bag of crisps without seven pence and 20p ten years ago. That's all he deserves. <laughs> Right, anyway, enough talking about that. I want to say it. Cunt. He's a cunt. <laughs> um, Just Cause 3, Collector's Edition, includes a replica grappling hook. <laughs> a replica grappling hook? Excellent. Just what I've always wanted. Yeah, wow. because, you know, real ones would just be too dangerous. <laughs> All the kids running around trying to hook onto their windowsills and drag themselves up the outside of buildings. I mean, they're going to try that anyway. <laughs> right it's just that by saying it's not real now they don't make themselves liable for any damages right yeah, they're Surely saving that's... themselves a lawsuit there yes or probably a few <laughs> especially in America because yeah. they will try it in America I think it costs it also comes with some art books and a map uh, where's the Do you know what, every time there's a collector's edition a lot of them come with art books and stuff and I always go oh there's an art book that's nice and then every time I get the collector's edition I barely flick through the art book and never, and I put it back in the box and I never see it again. You must have a Destiny one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's in the box. <laughs> it's in the top of my wardrobe. But you could <laughs> see like the processes they went through to make the ghost. I I could. Well, and there's it a whole was bunch like of a things. spherical one at some point. I, I probably. Or a scr- I think what they just did, they just took um, the dude from Halo and just cut his edges off a bit. Because that's basically what he is. The He's, dude uh, from Halo. The dude from Halo. Oh, my God. I can't even remember his bloody name. You know, the one who fucks you over in the end. Yeah. Wait, what? There's <laughs> <laughs> a little floaty thing that guides you around the Halos. The little floaty dude. Oh, you don't mean Master Chief. I thought not you meant Ma- Master Chief at first. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not Master Chief. No, there's, you know, the little floaty orb that, t- that guides you around the 
the place. Yeah, I always thought that orb had a fucking awesome name for Halo. It's, it, it has a cool name. A lot of the things they named in Halo were Is very cool. Like Guilty Spark? Guilty Spark, there you go. That's three, way four, three, too Guilty awesome Spark. a name for Halo. Yeah, and that's of course where 343 got their, Industries got their studio name from. Yeah. 343 Guilty Spark. Sounds like yes. a fucking anime title. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, it does. So- but I, I've never thought about why why it's been called Guilty Spark. I mean... I suppose a massive clue there as to what's coming up. He's done a lot of that. He's done something bad. Or he's going to do something bad. He's a baddie, Don. He's a secret baddie. But he's only well, doing not secret. His name literally has guilty in the title. Guilty in the title. But you don't pick up on it because the rest of the, all the other titles have uh, rather cool sounding things as well. Yeah, so well, I like he- that. Anyway. Halo's such a subtle game, you know. There's so many <laughs> things that are just so subversive. <laughs> it is. It's a metaphor. It's a giant metaphor for something. Yeah, because Halo. See, angels have halos, right? So they it's, do. It's actually it's like a it's like an atheistic thing. It's like because the halo is actually a weapon. It's a big yeah. comment on religion. Yeah, the whole thing. Guilty spark. <laughs> All right. So, I know you're excited about this, Don. <laughs> the WWE 2K16 cover star has been revealed. Wow, that's ah. Uh... God, you, you could have broken that to me a little bit more gently, to be honest, because uh, I might wet myself. Oh, I hope you were sitting. So I'm sitting down, thank Christ. Oh, gee. Oh. But, scared me. God. Would you like I to know who it is? Oh, would I ever? I'd love to know. Go on. It's only... The Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin! This is the guy that I always think is dead. What? <laughs> Every time someone mentions Stone Cold Steve Austin, I think he's the one that fell on the buckle and killed himself. But it no, isn't. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. For some reason, him and Steve Austin. Those two names are interchangeable in my mind. Well, Owen Hart did know. almost cripple Steve Austin for his entire life. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe. Oh. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! God almighty, Stone Cold Steve Austin is someone even I know the name of, and I've paid no attention to wrestling for at least 15 years. So for him to still be able to put on a cover of something is remarkable. Stone Cold transcends. There's there's rumours that he might be fighting Brock Lesnar at the next WrestleMania. No. Which, oh my god, please. That, that would be good, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, wow. Oh, they're going for their biggest ever attendance <laughs> as well. It's like this new arena that's just been built in Texas that holds like over well over a hundred thousand people. So they're going for the all-time attendance record in the entire world, just for wrestling or for any sport. For any event sport event, because they remember Fuck they yeah. don't have to use like the field or whatever. They can just ram it full of seats. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah. So like no other event can really compete with WWE for that shit. Oh, except maybe boxing. But I don't like boxing. Though. Yeah, it's a very new sport. Still, still call Steve Austin perhaps the greatest of all time. Definitely the greatest of all time. I'll, I'll take your word for that. Maybe, maybe not in wrestling ability, but just he changed the world. <laughs> Fuck you, Don, with your laughing. <laughs> oh, I literally don't know anything about wrestling. Texas it's hilarious. Thanks, Don't call Steve Austin. All right, <laughs> Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Uh huh. That's going to cost you a forty-four gigs of hard drive space. Fuck me. <laughs> Jesus, if they'd have told us that just prettier graphics are going to cost you a fuckload of hard drive space, and we might have all thought twice about it. Maybe. But fucking hell. It's, most of that is going to be taken up by textures. 
because it is in games. It's textures central when it's when it's HD. So fucking hell, that's bigger than I mean Destiny. At the moment, well, you're not going to be surprised. Destiny takes up like 25 gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit, that's a lie because I've since had what seven or eight gigs of updates twice now. So anyway. <clears throat> that's quite a lot for uh, Gears of War. That's just for the uh, one, the one game, isn't it? The first one, which like yeah. how much, how pretty can it look really for like a ten year old game? Jesus, fifty six achievements though. Oh, bargain! <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't actually know the price yet, so it might be a bargain. <laughs> it might be. What else comes with the uh, collector's? Is it you say collector's edition? Oh, ultimate edition. Yeah. I always imagine that that is the title of a collector's edition. There must be some extra cool shit you can get with it, like model guns and stuff. Uh, Probably no. one coming. Maybe for yeah. crazy people, they always make something for the crazy people. Yeah. Yeah, forty-four gigs is a lot. <laughs> but if that game comes out and it's like thirty quid, then that'd be a pretty fucking good deal, I think. Yeah. For one of the best games of all time. Yep. It's not worth getting an Xbox One for though. I don't think because I've got a three hundred and sixty on and I've got it on there. I still haven't finished it. I'm at, the, I'm at the boss battle at the very, 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 very end. And I just oh, yeah, you've mentioned can't it. kill him. <laughs> Good for so, you. <laughs> <thanks. laughs> Alright. Uh, so, Tear Away Unfolded, which is the PlayStation 4 version of Tear Away, due to come out at some point in the future, will let you pull in photos from your phone. Good. That's a good thing. Is it? Is it? Is it? Or will it just be a load of penises everywhere? It's going to be a load of penises. It's going to be a load of paper folded penises over a background of real penises. Um, Yeah, and then they're going to get sent around. (laughs) (laughs) They're already getting sent around. (laughs) Oh, God. The internet is just all penises at this point. Yeah. God. I hope they don't allow texture wrapping on that game at any point because bad things would happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just wrapping penises in wrapping paper <laughs> yep oh dear it looks good though that game looked, it, looked, it was an excellent beta game and I'm not sure exactly how well it's going to translate to the PS4 it'd still be pretty fun I think but a lot of the charm I think was because it was on a handheld um, and you had the back um, the controls and the camera on the Vita so the camera would look at you and you'd be like the sun in the sky a bit oh, like yeah. some creepy tape thing and you could use the touchpad on the back of the on the back of the Vita to kind of manipulate the world and stuff like that. And uh, you've got the touchpad on the PS4 pad, but it's in a completely different position. It's on top rather than on the bottom, so you can't use the back and front at the same time, if you know what I mean. So I'm not quite sure if that'll work as well or if it'll be quite as um, quite as fun in the thing. But uh, they'll integrate the PS4 camera, no doubt, so you can put your face into it that way. But, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. We it's a good, it's a cool, fun little will game. Will we see when you actually get that game? No. Okay, no. so we won't see. When it comes out on PS Plus, which inevitably will us in one point. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's very true. Sadly, the attitude of all PS4 owners. Yeah. That play Destiny. <laughs> um, apparently new evidence regarding that Zombie U port coming to yep. Xbox One and PS4 has come out. Uh, it's been rated by the Taiwanese Game Software Ratings. <laughs> wow. It, it definitely real. Definitely real, then. <clears throat> yeah, nothing what shady happened? ever happens in Taiwan. <laughs> nothing, nothing in Taiwan is ever shady. Nothing fake ever come out of Taiwan. Uh, uh, do we know what rating they gave it? Um, I 15, M for Mature. <laughs> I, no, it doesn't say U, the start, They probably but... gave it a U rating. Well. Get it? U, 
it does say yeah. that the rating suggests that the letter U will be removed from the release. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a, uh, a pack shot that just has the word zombie on it, um, which makes sense. Still not sure how they're going to do the whole camera thing with you being alive. I guess what they're just going to do is every time you open your backpack, this screen is going to flip to your backpack view, yep. uh, and you'll just not be able to see what is coming behind you. So. Which is terrible. It's it, it's not as it's not as good as the way the Wii U did it because you could literally be looking down the corridor and then looking at your backpack and you could see stuff coming at the same time and, and you'd be shitting yourself. Um, this way, you're just going to suddenly go, what? Bang. Oh, fuck's sake. I've been hit again. Yes. Um, instead, so. What they should do is wait until Morpheus comes out and then have Morpheus support. Oh, that'd be good. So you actually have to look downwards to look at it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I hope they do stuff like that when that eventually becomes reality. They've had people looking at it this week, in fact, Morpheus, uh, demoing it to members of the public at a special event. So, really? Uh, uh, yeah, they invited a few um, people to Sony Year day before yesterday. Um, mostly kind of YouTube stars and um, a few select um, other people just to demo it. And uh, impressions are, are good of, um, so far that I can, from what I can glean from the people I can uh, work out who've seen it. Was that uh, where was that in London or? It was in London, yeah, at the PlayStation. Oh, uh, we should have got you invited. I there's no way they would have let me in. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was invite only. You you couldn't ask to be invited. Hmm. Yeah. We'll get you in the next one. I hope so, Real especially because the people are coming out of there with these. I don't even know what was in it yet because I've not seen the. Um, no one's opened it for me yet, but there's um, they're coming out there with some like goodie bags from the event, and one of the goodie bags had a big box in that had a Sony branded box I'm like, I want to know what's in that box Ooh. it looks like big enough to be like a set of headphones or something like that I'm like if you bastards got free headphones and stuff <laughs> man got to get to these events it's all about the goodie bag <laughs> genuinely is though genuinely is <laughs> yep okay we finish our news it has been a bit short but you know it's to be expected <laughs> uh, with some destiny news Ooh, can I guess what this is you can is this the new limited edition Taken King Destiny branded white PS4 console? It only is, Don. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, so this is good and bad. Uh, <laughs> good because uh, it's, a brand, it's a white PS4 with a really nice looking uh, branding on it. One of the nicer ones I've seen. Mm. Um, uh, you get the Taken King with it, which is the whole Destiny package. It's all the, the DLC straight out of the box. Um, and it's, I don't know, fairly ordinary price for a collector's um, limited edition. Bad side, on the bad side, on the bad side, <gasps> on the downside, um, it's only the 500 gig hard drive. Oh. PS, PlayStation have released a, a one terabyte version of the PS4, um, or they're just about to. So why not put the one terabyte version in this? Ridiculous. Hmm. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, oh, the also on the bad downside, of course, is that I want this console because it looks fucking awesome and I'm a twat for things that are Destiny. Um, as we all know, because I'm buying a fucking collector's edition of The Taken King with all the <laughs> all the extra bits of uh, stuff that will go back in its box uh, and I'll never look at after the first 20 minutes of opening it. Good stuff. Yep. Um, I could theoretically sell my PS4 uh, and you know after buying this other one, but... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, you know, I, I bought a, a limited edition uh, Halo 4 branded Xbox 360, which is still in its box. Never opened, never used it. Um, I don't know why. I just really liked because I really fucking liked Halo, that's why. <laughs> I liked Halo 4, I really loved it. And I was like, well into Halo. And now I'm on Destiny, and it's just annoying me that this wasn't available from day one. 
It's ridiculous that it wasn't. Well, it kind of is in that it's the exact anniversary of day one. Right? It, it's going to be the year anniversary, yeah, true. But bastards slash, I could save up and buy one. I'm, I'm, uh, I need to save money. I've got to say, no, I won't buy it. You will though. Fuck, I might buy it. It's ridiculous for me to buy it. Ah, oh, we've got to move on because if we keep talking about it. I'm going to convince myself to buy it. Okay, more Destiny <laughs> news. <Ooh>. Uh, <laughs> Destiny is offering players the chance to get a special Lorea Prime emblem. Oh, yes, that is true. As part of the uh, shooter's year one celebration. Yeah, this is one of the uh, extra things for people to be in there. Uh, not necessarily the whole year or anything like that. Um, you just have to have attained certain goals um, within the game to uh, get this emblem um, by the time, that I think it's the 5th of September, uh, they're going to start releasing these. So you've got until the 5th of September to do these things. Uh, it's basically September 9th. September 9th. So uh, uh, that's actually the week before the uh, Taken King gets released. Uh, so uh, it's most people, I think, who've been actual day one players or got it early on will have done most, if not all, of these um, challenges. Because uh, it just simply involves completing a lot of things in the game, like completing the story mode, getting a character up to max level, uh, completing all the raids on hard mode, collecting, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, finding all the hidden chests on all the four planets, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and most people have, who've been in the game for a long time have done all these things multiple times, so uh, they're going to be right up. I myself have done all of them except beat Skolas, which is the final boss of the Prison of Elders, because um, it was rock hard, and uh, you need to be level 34 to do that, and I've only... We went all at level four by the time I've, uh, last time I tried it. Oh. I am now, so uh, <clears throat> I've got two thirty-four characters now. So I'm mostly going to be trying to just get that um, in time for this emblem because it does look pretty cool, and it's uh, it is, it's free just for doing shit in the game. So yeah, it's about <laughs> the time they gave people something for free. It, it is really. I mean, there's a, the other stuff is going to come out as well. The the, sh- the shader and the uh, uh, the armor set is it, and the sparrow. Which they're also given to uh, to year one players who've who've reached level thirty by uh, the end of August. Um, but uh, but yes, so get on it and start playing the fuck out of Destiny if you haven't already. Yeah, you uh, you found all the golden chests, didn't you? Know, I found them fucking ages ago. That's probably the first thing I did. And then you started going out with one. <laughs> oh my Boom, god! Because your girlfriend's got big boobs. <laughs> okay. We're gonna go this whole podcast without a breath reference. <laughs> but no, no chance. But no. Hi Rom, it's time for your weekly video game music segment with me, Gareth, and I'm so happy this week because this week's music was suggested by a listener uh, at Krull1981 on Twitter suggested this. Uh, I think it's a pretty good piece of video game music. It's from the PS1 game Incredible Crisis, uh, which is like a it was a very Japanese game. Uh, one of the sort of early examples I can think of of Japanese games coming over here and just being fucking nuts in the sort of mainstream uh, PlayStation era. Uh, it's like a mini game collection, like a sort of precursor to something like WarioWare. Um, and obviously, mini game select collections are like plentiful nowadays. But if it weren't for maybe you know Incredible Crisis coming over here and sort of becoming a bit of a cult hit, maybe those kind of games wouldn't be so big right now. So. This is the opening theme to Incredible Crisis for the PS1. It's by Tokyo Scar Paradise Orchestra. And this was recommended to all of you to hear 
by Krull1981 on Twitter. So, thank you, Krull, and enjoy the music. Uh, that was some beautiful music you played for us there, Gareth. What made you pick that tune this week? Well, I actually didn't pick it. It was actually picked by listener uh, Krull1981 on Twitter. That's a fantastic name. Well, it's pretty good. Krull1981. <laughs> yeah, big thank you to him. Uh, or her. Krull or could be... it. <laughs> him, her, or it, indeed. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, do we get many suggestions from uh, from listeners about what they want to hear? Uh, not enough. I would like a lot more because it, sometimes the longest bit of the podcast is me sitting there going, "Oh God, what games haven't we fucking done?" 
<laughs> and it takes me a while, usually. Oh, oh we end up going through the whole entire, uh, <laughs> the entire set list of uh, various games week after. I.e. Hotline Miami 2. To be fair, that's a fucking awesome soundtrack. And I have, that reminds me, I've bought the uh, uh, limited edition vinyl set of the Hotline Miami 2 soundtrack. Wow, that three, sounds three, awesome. Three coloured vinyl discs. Um, and it comes with a, a download of the PC version of the game. I'll check you out. Yeah, it's not been distributed. Not been distributed. God, you can tell I work in distribution by using the word distribution um, instead of it's not been sent out yet. Posted. Like any normal human, but normal human <laughs> being. Yeah, but when it, when I do get that, I will. Uh, I'll send you a photo just to make you jealous. Oh, you are you are a kind bastard. I am, aren't I? I like to share. I like to share. It's you know these things. Some might call yeah. it gloating. Some might. Some might. Smugness, gloating, um, being a bit of a prick. All those things. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm perfectly comfortable with that. And uh, with that, we should move on to uh, what have we been playing? Who should start this week? Oh, maybe Gareth. <gasps> Me? Let's go with Gareth. What have you been playing this week, my friend? Uh, this week, I decided somewhat randomly that for some reason, I wanted to try out Deus Ex Human Revolution again. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, Would this be the original version or the director's cut version? With the, the director's group? cut, nice. if you must know. With director's commentary enabled... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I've never played a game of director's commentary on. That must be hilarious. It really, really drags the experience down. <laughs> but it is, it That's is interesting. That surprises me. Having a guy droning on, oh, when we were designing this part of the level, we went through several permutations of the corridor setup, and oh my god, shut up. <laughs> well, it's not that bad. There are a few of them in the room. You can tell when they're recording, there's like five of them in the room, and they're having a bit talk back and forth but it's still oh man they go on there'll be like a character and there'll be a little commentary thing that pops up before that character and they'll just be talking about this guy for like 20 minutes like oh yeah we really thought this character was really cool and then the actor came in and he just nailed the part and it really gave life to the character we already really liked and it's like this character's in the game for like 2 minutes and he's pretty shit like <laughs> you know maybe ease, ease off a bit so um, what made you uh, want to go through this again because they're coming out with a sequel. Yes. Um, the trailer they brought off for it looked pretty cool. Um, and I'd kind of forgotten what made the first game so good. And um, what did make the first game so good? It's incredibly polished. Like, there's stuff about it that's terrible. Like, the AI is fucking shocking. <laughs> like, I decided I'm just going to go and, like, kill everything playthrough. So I just like equip an assault rifle and I just shoot everybody. And um, people just run towards you in single file down hallways. And Excellent. you just shoot them all in the head one by one. It's, <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. Oh dear. But um, the world they build is so well realised. Um, it's just so impressive. And all the graphics, even though they're a few years old now, stand up because their art direction is very strong. Yeah. Everything looks like it's been... Like, it's been thought out in not a way like, let's make this game look cool, but by 
if people were designing something in real life, this is the way they would design something. So it has a, a really good sense of like place. Yeah. Um, that a lot of games don't even fucking try to do. Like <laughs> the main character's apartment like has loads of cereal around. Like <laughs> and loads of bowls of half eaten cereal. See that surprises me because he seems like he'd be a really tidy kind of chap. Yeah, he does. But then it's just it just gives him they never explicitly say in the game like, Oh, you fucking like cereal, you weird twat. <laughs> you like future cereal? Yes, you do. Yeah, but it's just it adds a little something to that character that, uh, again, most games don't even try to do that shit. Uh, it just gives like fans something a bit more to grab onto, uh, which is really cool. Um, there's also some good stuff in that game to do with the story. The story is very involved and very deep, but I didn't play a huge amount of it because I got to the first boss fight and the boss fights in this game are fucking awful. <laughs> and I had forgotten. I think this is the thing where I was like, I remember that game being really good. Why haven't I played it again? It's because I was forgetting that these boss fights were in it. But I thought they fixed the biggest problem with them, with the director's cut. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> but it was unbearable. Like Because they were just bullet sponges, basically, and people were like, this is totally out of keeping with the rest of the game, all the stealth and the technology and stuff, and now it's just a massive bullet sponge. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, I was going on a kill-everything run. Right, yeah, of course. Um, so, like, as soon as the boss fight started, I just, like, started pumping some shots into him, and he just whipped out a Gatling gun and just mowed me down in, like, three bullets. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try a bit different this time. Got behind cover, dodge around cover, and I was just shooting him. Any time he would land, like, two bullets, I was just fucking dead. And I was playing it on normal difficulty. Like, in a game where I'd been literally mowing down every single fucker I saw, one by one, as they, like, ran towards me without even noticing their friends were dead in front of them. <laughs> Um, and then all of a sudden this boss can just wipe me out in seconds which uh, really sounds super fun really derailed my enthusiasm but for the three hours before that I was really (laughs) enjoying it Um, made me really hyped for the next game because I really liked that first game but I couldn't like remember why so when when I saw the trailer for the second one I was like oh yeah I think I'm excited for that but now I definitely know I am definitely super excited for a second game of this because I just want to see what that team uh, does with a sequel. I don't really care about the story necessarily or the (laughs) characters. I just want to see how that team is going to approach this sequel. There was some stuff in that first game that was just absolutely incredible. Like the way they create environments just made everything look fantastic. Um, There's one environment in particular which I... If I'm remembering right, it's like a hotel, but it's like a giant, almost pyramid made of glass, and it was amazing. Yeah, that um, looked awesome. So I just, I want to see more of what that team wants to do. And they, I mean, listening to the developer commentaries as I did, <laughs> um, they talk so much about like the strength of design, how they put the majority of their work went into like making sure the world felt real and then afterwards they were like okay now we'll add a story to it now we'll add characters to it now we'll add context so uh, I just I like that universe and I want to be in it more but as long as I don't have to fight the boss fights at the first (laughs) so that's what I've been doing this week I I like that (laughs) idea that that 
a team will actually build a huge piece of architecture as well as possible and make it truly functional if it was real. And then they go, right, if something was going to happen and everyone's going to start shooting the place up, where would people be running to? Where would they go? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, how are they going to get stuck in places and all that kind of stuff just because of the da- the natural design of the building that they've they've made uh, would, would actually make it flow in a certain way. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of them doing that rather than just going, right, we want to have a fight here. We want to have a certain number of... We want, to the, we want our players to encounter enemies X number of times <laughs> in, in, in X number of minutes. And so we're going to have a corridor this long and then we're going to have an open area and then we're going to have four different corridors going out of each one, and then we're going to do it, it, and then they just build the architecture around what they've exactly. decided they're going to happen. It, it, you know, that is how games get stale. Yeah, building like, it around proper architecture. If, I think if you went into a building in real life and there were enemies in there, there wouldn't be the perfect little way of going around the side and all this. Stuff. <laughs> exactly. There are like <laughs> vents and stuff you, that you can go through in Deus Ex, yeah. but it doesn't feel. Um, Necessarily, like, it's staged. like it's been put there because we're a game. We need to put this in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's certain concessions you, you have to make because they are games, and you know, people have to find them fun and interesting, and you know, cool to play, and all the rest of it. So there are some design decisions that will come in afterwards. But if you start off with a piece of proper architecture and work it from there, I think you're going to most of the time end up with a much better result. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Yeah, so I assume you've been playing some games this week as well, Don. I've played some games. Who knew? Oh, I was joking. Really? Well, I've played two games. Okay. That counts, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Um, so, a bit of Destiny as usual. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I've, this emblem that's coming uh, depends on completing four, five, six, seven, eight, about ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Eight or ten different um challenges and parts of the game and i've only got one left to do which is the uh, the final boss of the prison of elders so i'm mostly just trying to get that part of it done hopefully i'll get it done uh, in the next couple of weeks but i've got until september to get it sorted but uh, it is pretty hard um if you haven't got two other people with you who are decent um do you? yeah i sometimes i do sometimes <laughs> i have paul with me um you know paul lynn friend of the show um our first yeah. ever guest. He was. And uh, someone we uh, rescued from Russia. We did. We don't like that. to brag, though. You know. We don't like to brag. We went all the fucking way to Russia. <laughs> but we did. And if you missed that episode, I would bloody well go back and watch, listen to it, because it was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so that's Destiny. Yes. <laughs> Destiny is as it does. It continues to go on. But I have been distracted away from it, thankfully, um, also this week, by Drive Club. That beautiful, rainy... Yes, plus rainy edition rainy golf game um it is a ps plus edition but i upgraded it to the full edition right, so it's yes. now technically the same as the whole thing but and i like the fact that i don't put a bloody disc in it's great brilliant some people Never like it to... when the disc goes in though yeah god <laughs> yes um uh, but i've uh, been playing that and just i've kind of started loving driving games again um the last i was never a huge fan of the more realistic ones, uh, you know, your Gran Turismo's and so on. Um, I really loved games like, like Burnout, especially Burnout 2 and Split Second and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I played a little bit of the first Forza Horizon. That wasn't too bad. The driving mechanics, the feel of the cars on that, I wasn't a massive fan of. Um, but uh, so I've, I haven't really played a driving game for a long time, uh, not really since Split Second on the Xbox 360. And of course, that is massively arcadey. It's all about just drifting around corners and setting off explosions and a yeah. 
it's very cool and fun and very fast, and but it's not in any way realistic. Uh, but this one is kind of in that mid range. It's slightly realistic. You can, you just can't, um, you can't die. That's <laughs> if that's a way to put it. You can smash into everything. You can flip your car and it will, you know, and all the rest of it. But the car won't ever, you know, damage itself beyond repair because there's no actual. Yeah, it's just it's just visual. The damage is but, purely. Yeah, but does it cosmetic. affect the handling? Um, no, it doesn't no. appear to at all in any way. Uh, all you end up with is a car that's scratched to buggery by the time you uh, you uh, you finish the game. Um, windows do smash, as I recall. They crack and stuff like that. But no, you, the, the handling doesn't get affected at all, which I like because uh, it's helped me keep going and keep going with the game. Because if I'm in driving games where I just crash all the time at the beginning, which I always do. I end up not finishing races because my fucking wheels come off and it's like this. <laughs> I, I've only done one lap of eight and I'm screwed already and it's like I've got to restart and uh, drive me crazy. But this uh, doesn't do that. Drive and, uh, me crazy. Drive me crazy. Pan central. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I love about this game is um, the club section, hence Drive Club. Um, <laughs> there's a few people in my club now, including uh, Guy Whitlock, who loves this game so much. He uh, is think about buying the season pass um, he wasn't into it at first but he's like the more he's going the more he's driven it driven it he has driven it um it's uh, he's gone he's got more into it and he's ended up buying the whole the whole shebang and now i because i own the club and he's a member of it every time any one of my members uh drives one of the club uh tours they score a load of points and stuff and then that gets added to my club total and then my club levels up and unlocks new uh <laughs> New textures for the club, uh, the club paint job, uh, graphics and stuff like that, and also unlocks uh, new club cars, which is great because you come in, switch on your thing, and all my club members will get to the uh, open up their cars and go, "Hang on, a shitload of new stuff has opened up, fantastic!" And you get that a load of cars nice. to do with, and it's nice because you know you've got your own personal cars as well that will only level up, will only unlock when you upgrade your own level by racing. But it's nice to have a club that's also progressing in the you know even when you're offline and stuff like that and you can play uh, club matches against other clubs and uh, and stuff like that try and beat them and score more points and there's all, all kinds of leagues and um it's uh, it's quite fun the, the competition part of it i'm liking a lot because there's a lot of stuff in the actual all the races and the time trials and the drifting uh, challenges we'll go around and it'll say okay here's a drifting challenge and the person on your friends list who tried this has scored x number of points or done x top speed or they drifted for x number of meters or whatever and you can immediately try and beat your your mate's uh score or time or speed um and you and it's you just it just wanting to beat someone that you know or you've played with before is is really kind of it uh keeps you wanting to go fuck i didn't get him that time so you go around the lap again and you go right in i'm gonna nail this bastard this time and just makes you want to drive better and get better at it it gives mm-hmm. like, the impetus to keep getting better because you're constantly being challenged people that you know um and it looks amazing as i'm sure i've mentioned before sounds great yeah. and uh yeah i'm really really enjoying it it's uh it's a damn good driving game so does it not get to the point where everybody has every car and there's a best car um, so everyone uses the same car or does that not really come not into it really i mean I found it really hard to use a lot of the more powerful cars. The AMG Mercedes is pretty good, but it's really twitching the rain. I recently then unlocked uh, the Audi R8 and found that in the wet, I guess because it's four-wheel drive, that thing is an absolute beast. And I was winning or at least scoring in the um, uh, higher rankings using this car than any of the other cars uh, because of the grip that it's got. 
but um, other people are saying that they prefer other cars, and it's they're, they're all they've all got pros and cons. Honestly, it's and you're all, you're also going to be always racing against cars that are the same as or slightly above the level of the car you are driving. So you've, there's always a challenge okay. um, against the AI. You're never fa- you're never facing off against a, t- a squad of all the same car, for example. That you know there is a there is a slight challenge to it always because you know some fucker's got an Enzo or some you know a computer AI is driving an Enzo and you're there in a fucking mini Clubman. And, uh, <laughs> you're going never going to beat this bastard, but it it helps you improve your driving because you realise that taking the corners is important. Uh, just slamming your your handbrake on and trying to take every corner as a drift or not braking at all and using the uh, the scenery to bounce around a corner. Ain't gonna win you uh, win you first place. Although it is a viable tactic in the lower ranks, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, or if you're competing against your own club members, and Guy is someone who's in front of you. <laughs> That's basically why. Why would Guy ever be in front of you? <sighs> he's. Uh, I hate to say it, he's actually good. He's, <gasps> he's genuinely good at this game. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Really good. His, Sell I'm, the PS4, mate. He's played. He's played the game quite a bit more than me. Um, and he's he's at now level 35, and I'm level 11. So holy shit! Yeah, he's ranked right. He's bombed right off because he's he's genuinely good. He's the top <laughs> ranker. <laughs> he is a top ranker. <laughs> not, not quite what I said, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Jonathan Ross W. Oh, okay. That's that's fine then. <laughs> Everybody listening to this will understand what you meant. No right. offense will be taken. I'm sure. None at all. <laughs> so that's what I've been playing, and indeed what we've been playing. This week, yeah. did we even say why Rob isn't here? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's just under the weather. <laughs> He's just not <laughs> yeah. having a great week, so he didn't really feel up to it. It's, there's no no conspiracies here. He's not dead. No, that's the important thing. If anyone asked, we didn't kill him. No. That's... And we haven't seen him either, and that's our story, and we will stick to it. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm going to end this podcast with some shout-outs. <laughs> because we actually got some some comments this week that were quite nice, and I want to want to point them out. So obviously, I mentioned at uh, Kroll nineteen eighty one on Twitter gave us the music for this week. Thank you, Kroll. He, she, or it. Um, I want to thank the nine people who liked this week's podcast on Facebook, which is wow. to be honest, we get some likes, but this is quite a lot of likes. And I feel like <laughs> these people need to be rewarded. So, oh god, Guy Whitlock. <laughs> Hey, uh, Brian James Short, Adam Wallace, Craig Ghost Wolf Smith. If that's his real name, that's awesome. Uh, Joe Connolly, Richard Scalisi, Chris Hard, Was Chowdhury, and Graham Booth. They all liked this week's podcast, uh, and we also had uh, Joe Connolly, uh, Ben Thompson, and. Alan Sellers all leave comments that were all very, very, very nice. Alan Sellers actually said he's listening to every single podcast in the back catalogue, so we might not hear this for like a few weeks. Jesus. <laughs> but thanks, Alan Sellers. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, everyone whose names I just mentioned. We don't we don't get a lot of praise, but when we do, it's like, oh, it makes me feel so good for like the whole rest of the week. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank God. Thank God some people are listening. It's basically the takeaway for this week's episode. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. Well, excellent. Thank you, everyone, for those nice uh, comments and likes. And uh, I guess we will see you next week with some more fantastic news and reviews and a bit of gossip, if you're lucky.
I have a feeling we will be lucky. Oh, we'll be lucky. We're always lucky. Well, I am. I got Sandman and stuff. So. And your girlfriend's lovely breasts. Boom! Yeah. <laughs>